the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. Picking up all the pieces. Uh, Slow City Fire Chief Todd Tuggle is in this morning. Um, first of all, first visit flying solo. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. And it, it is nice to have you. And that's the seat that we, uh, you were here the last first Monday of the month. Right. And that's the seat Chief Agson has been taking for the last little bit. How, yeah. how was your first, what is it now, two months? It's been two months. Uh, well, you know, we can't see on the radio, but uh, I just have it, my uh, puffy jacket and a T-shirt on. Last time I had my very pretty, starchy, brand-new shirt. <laughs> you did. It's a little worn in over the last couple months. It's been a little busy. That's right. you got to get new it's, uniforms, don't you? It's been a little busy the last couple months. Yeah. It, oh, you know what? It has been because mm. you stepped into it, and then all of a sudden, floods and rain. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And everything's set to go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been a uh, January was a little bit of a uh, of a rough one for the community, uh, countywide, most of California. Yeah, and uh, San Luis Obispo was no exception to that. We got hit pretty hard with that. Well, I know one of the things you wanted to talk about today was San Luis is the home of the Disaster Recovery Center yeah. for the for the county, and it's a Veterans Building. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, the Veterans Hall over on uh, Grand Avenue, and uh, their hours are going to be changing as of Wednesday okay. uh, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they are open for local assistance. So if you have or individual assistance, so if you've had damage to your property, uh, your house is flooded, um, damaged anywhere on your property from the floods, uh, that's the place you need to go to seek out assistance. Uh, and there's lots of folks there from FEMA, from uh, San Luis Obispo OES, uh, from Cal OES, uh, there to help process the paperwork and seek out the reimbursement process. Now, I, I know a lot of people, in fact, me, one of them, I, I was uh, sitting there looking at the damage that we had, mm -hmm. and it was pretty minimal. Uh, in terms of we're going to have to replace carpet in one room because the flooding came in. Is is there a uh, is is there a high end, a low end, or do you just do you recommend that people uh, you know submit regardless? Right, I would recommend people submit regardless and then work through the process and then uh, you know get to hopefully a yes. And uh, your worst case scenario is they tell you no. Right, um, but absolutely. And and one thing I should add here is that this is not just for the city. This is for the whole county. So the County Disaster Recovery Center is here in town um, and here in San Luis Obispo. And, and yeah, absolutely. Bring, uh, bring any information you have, documentation, uh, any receipts, any of that kind of thing. And uh, the team there will help you work through the reimbursement process. Okay. Hope this is a fair question to ask, and it may be one that we need to get with the FEMA folks. Do I need to have somebody come out and, and look at it to assess the damage before I'm going down to the recovery center or is that something they'll help me with that's something they'll help you with uh, make sure you bring your documentation pictures are really helpful okay um, they are going to ask you for any kind of um, you know potentially maintenance records they might ask you for uh, receipts on what the work that was done they're going to ask you for pictures to show what the damage looked like things like that basically to help them track uh, what occurred to your property so they can help process you through that reimbursement process. And again, this is for um, individual property. This is for uh, private property right. damage on that private property from the floods uh, going all the way back to December 27th was when the disaster declaration was made at the state level. 
Now, commercial, that's a whole different ball of wax then? or uh, Commercial would be under the same uh, auspices. It would be in that same process. It correct? would be, be yeah. the same process. Yeah. Okay, because uh, we, we saw pretty pretty nasty damages. Now, how did, um, in fact, let's back up just a little bit. Sure. Um, fire department had to be really busy uh, as we saw that flood come up, especially around the Marsh Street area. Yeah. That, that had to, uh, uh, now you're getting calls to go out at that point uh, to help stranded motorists as well as as you know pedestrians and things like that yeah and i think this is probably a good time to really you know kind of pull the umbrella back and show what the response from the city looks like um going all the way back to new year's eve uh, our public works teams were starting uh, working very hard to try and clear as much debris as they could possibly uh, clear now if you remember new year's eve was a absolutely epic storm we had what we thought was an epic storm fast forward to january 8th going into the 9th it turned it went even more so so we have a public works team that really is behind the scenes in a lot of ways working mm-hmm. to clear out creeks clear out um marsh street bridge for instance working really diligently to get some of that stuff done and when the floods exceed even their capacity that's when you start to see us and and pd get involved in terms of the rescues the emergencies um and then so yeah we were called out for uh marsh and higuera all the way down to uh really down to lovr and working to get people out um madonna and laguna lake uh or Laguna Lake at Madonna was a pretty significant flooding out at Ocean Air. So lots of, uh, lots of emergent calls for about, eh, about 48 hours. And we were up staffing. We, we had 11 additional people. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but keep in mind, we only staff 14 a day. So we essentially doubled our staffing for wow. the, for about a 48 hour period. Uh, PD did much the same thing. Uh, and again, our public works folks really did a phenomenal job. They're working road closures. They're trying to get the, the water to recede back by opening different, uh, different drainage venues, things like that and protecting the infrastructure. Keep in mind, we're trying to protect sewer, fresh water, clean water. Uh, trying to uh, sewer water, trying to protect all those things so that right. we don't shut the city down in the process of these floods. Now, is that something that, that your guys and gals go through special training for? You know, when it comes to, they're, they're going to get a call during a time like that where somebody has, uh, you know, they've tried to cross and they're sitting on top of their car with a car flooded up to the windows. That's not an everyday occurrence right. for, for a paramedic or firefighter. No, it's not. It's uh, but we do have a training regimen. We have a whole swift water training course, um, and which sounds more uh, aggressive than maybe what we're seeing in a flood situation. Right. But uh, one of our folks did actually pull a, a stranded bicyclist out of a storm drain that got trapped between in the storm drain and in his bike. And we had to well, get in there in the aggressive water and pull that person out. So we do have specialized training in that, and it's a certain portion of our department. Uh, but everybody goes through some level of it in, in our ability with, um, you know, to get into that mo- swiftly moving water, get a rescue, and not put ourselves in too much danger, try to minimize the risk to us. We also have wetsuits. We have boards. Um, we have PFDs, you know, uh, Life jackets. Got it. Yep. <laughs> we have I didn't think about that. Personal yeah, yeah. Device. Okay. <laughs> so we do have the ability to, uh, you know, to mitigate some of the risk for us in the event, in the attempts to try and save somebody. And there, and there were several rescues that day. Uh, so our folks did a phenomenal job. And again, part of that larger citywide team. 
Now, is there uh, is there something similar for the city to go to uh, as as with the personal personal folks? We go over to the veterans hall, and FEMA helps them out. Does the city do that as a whole too? Yes, we we do. And I, I think one thing to add here too is when you talk about specialized training, you know, I think uh, Chief Agson may have spoke last summer. Um, the city sent a pretty sizable contingent to some emergency management training back east. Definitely came to fruition on January 9th in the morning when we opened the EOC here. And you watched an entire city team stand up, go into action, and really make things happen. And know, uh, know what to do. And-, and know what to do. And so that is translating into now we're on the back end and we've incurred significant costs with regards to damaged roads, damaged bridges, damaged creeks. Um, lots of infrastructure that fortunately it's intact. For the, It's working but it needs some work it needs some uh some tending to for us in the city side there is a whole nother reimbursement process we actually have our first meeting tomorrow with fema directly where we will be working through the application process it's actually with cal oes and fema to work through our application process to get that initial look at uh, what we're going to be going after got it uh just another quick reminder for the for the folks personally if they if they want to go they're going to the veterans hall which is over on grand and monterey grand and monterey that's where the tank's out front. That's the, only yeah. way, that's the only way that I remember it. And uh, it's, you said new hours are going to be open when to when? So starting Wednesday, they'll be open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay, 10 to 7. Yeah, and right now I believe they're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. And then I just wanted to, while we have you in, we're, yeah. we're listening at the top of the hour, too, um, to ABC News talking about Turkey and 2,300 people with a major earthquake over there. Um, and, of course, California, we're known for earthquakes here. I thought it'd be a good time to remind people about earthquake preparedness, too. Right. Well, thank you for bringing that up. And it's devastating what's going on in Turkey right now. Um, that's a huge loss of life. Um Yes, we do have earthquakes in California. We know it. We've had in Loma Prieta, we had the Northridge earthquake, multiple small ones in the meantime, Paso Robles back in 2003. So we do have those events that occur in California. And the, and the preparedness is, is really about similar to fires and floods. Have your kit ready to go. Be prepared if there's no power. Be prepared if there's no water in your facility or in your home. Um, we are on the emergency action side. A lot of the same things that we would do in a, we did in the flood, we will do in an earthquake. Uh, so we are working on, on that. And then we also have personnel specially trained in that structural collapse, um, training environment, urban search and rescue. And we do have a lot of resources statewide and locally that can uh, come to our assistance. And I think we'll be ready. (laughs) I think it's safe to say we can probably withstand a little bit more than the way the houses were set up. I don't know if I'm phrasing that right in Turkey. It's they, they don't have quite what we have in terms of infrastructure. Uh, true in, in many of the in, in parts of Turkey. And I didn't see exactly where the earthquake happened. But we do have a significant effort of building code since right. Loma Prieta that helps um, helps protect the buildings in, in a seismic event. So you might if you're in the building community, you might you're very familiar with seismic retrofitting or seismic standards. We do have a lot of that in the city and the downtown in particular, which is probably would be probably the most vulnerable, has gone through extensive seismic retrofitting to retain the character, but also build in the integrity of the buildings.
Yep. So make sure make sure you got that kit ready to go. I know yeah. that uh, uh, the fire department has got. In fact, the city has got a, uh, a website that you can go to to find out what the kit needs to have in it in terms of water and food and all the things you need. Absolutely. So you you can check those out. Once again, we've been talking with uh, Slow City Fire Chief Todd Tuggle. Anything else you want to throw in there? I would just say we need to revisit this conversation in October, which is Earthquake Preparedness Month, and we'll talk oh, through okay. uh, we'll talk through all of the the preparedness items. So maybe in September we can. Sorry to quote my wife here, but put a pin in that, and we'll come back and hit that later. That's okay. If you quote your wife here on a regular basis, it will do good things for you, I promise. Yeah, one thing else I wanted to add, if I could. Oh, you we bet. just started our uh, our uh, next fire academy um, a week ago today. We have seven recruits going through. Super excited to bring on more paramedics to the city and uh, continue our process of uh, of growing our department and being able to provide the best service possible. Well, everybody we've talked to said it's a great, uh, just a, a great group to work for and to work Absolutely. with. And uh, is is there a spot people can go if they are interested in a career with Slow City Fire? Yeah, if you go to our website, it's Slow City, and uh, that's okay. No, I haven't no. memorized it in two months, but yeah, if you go to our website, there is information about becoming a firefighter. SlowCity.org and look for the fire department button <laughs> right there. That's the that's the best way to get in all, you, all, you bet you all things all things fire and again we've been talking with uh slow city fire chief todd tuggle thanks for continuing to come in too i really appreciate that yeah well thanks for the invite i was a little concerned i wouldn't you know keith was such a magnanimous character and uh but i appreciate you you know continuing the process even though it's a little step down with me i no, appreciate not you coming, at all not at appreciate all appreciate you having me it's nice to have you here and uh you know i'm sure as as the days go on you're gonna get a little more, even more comfortable just kind of coming in <laughs> grabbing your own cup of coffee and being all set to go there <laughs> So uh, Slow City Fire Chief Todd Tuggle uh, will be joining us. He comes in on the first Monday of the month here on uh, First Look. It is 727 and hopefully... The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.